0: This week's episode of the Inside Running Podcast is proudly sponsored by ASICs, featuring flight foam cushioning for faster transitions and features more recycled content. The all-new Gel Kayano Light 3 provides you with your most supportive, comfortable run yet. Visit ASICs.com.au to grab your pair today.
1: Ah, welcome to the Inside Running Podcast, Shoe Geeks edition for the month of September. It's been a while since uh, we've been together, all three of us, so uh, joined here by Tom DeCanto from Pinnacle Sports Podiatry in Sydney. Um, I know that's probably been around for a while, Tom, but we've always introduced you as Walker Street. How you going, mate?
2: I'm good, thank you.
1: Yep. There have been lots of changes. I'm in
2: Surrey Hills now, um, yep. and with that new name, can't be Walker Street when I'm not on Walker Street, so... Yep, been a bit stressful, but I'm there now set up. Just um, yeah. If
1: well, it down. makes you feel better, our last episode, which was just you and I, uh, I think we've had the best feedback on that episode regards to shoe geeks episode. But uh, <laughs> jo- Julian's back now, uh, the owner of the running company in Geelong. It's funny
3: because I actually only had negative feedback about
2: that delivered to me. So
1: <laughs> who do we believe? I don't know. I can
2: I can. I bet you didn't listen to it, did you? I did not listen to it. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: Wasn't it like a lecture? I have yeah.
1: been to uni. I've done that already. <laughs> yeah, it was a sort of a lecture as well. You actually got a couple of mentions in there, I think. So, oh, maybe I will listen to it then. Yeah, maybe you will. So, <laughs> but um, how are things going over in Geelong, mate? How's the running? How's shoes going? And what have you been wearing this past two to three months?
3: Well, yeah, it's been. Um, it's been good. The store's been busy. Coming out of that winter kind of down patch and then mm-hmm. August, September have been really busy. Obviously Melbourne Marathon over here, people are starting to get their shoes sorted, nutrition, all that. Um, so there's been a bit of hype around that and also the weather's starting to improve. So people getting out there. Um, well, this month we've got a bit of a, a review on the Asics Kayano Light 3. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been wearing that a bit this is the shoe here Uh, we might as well do our review straight up Um, I've actually worn the previous two models of this shoe the Keanu Light one and the two Um, I I use it normally when I have issues around my tip post so when I need to I guess, control how much my foot's pronating. This shoe can offer a more stable platform than a lot of my other shoes. Um, it's quite rigid, uh, which, again, can help um, in that regard, like unloading my tip post. Um, mm-hmm. You can see the flaring uh, through the back of the shoe. This shoe is – a. I reckon we've already – I reckon we've covered the second version on here, so most people know the concept – um, hmm. But the shoe is flared, so it's a, it's a geometrical support shoe. Right? We'll call it, it – it gets its support from the geometry of the midsole rather than from high-density medial posts or plastic pieces on the, on the medial side. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's, it's a smoother-feeling shoe, I think, than a lot of other um, support shoes out there. It's got a very broad platform, which you can see. You can see the lateral side more flexible, medial side the outer sole rubber is a lot longer and stiffer um so although that's Mm. not sort of the definition of a support shoe it certainly adds to um strengthening up the medial side of the shoe very prominent uh oh it's not really like an arch of a shoe what would you boys call it underneath like the medial arch where your foot sits you feel pressure there do you guys feel the lump no, I don't feel that part of no. the
1: shoe, Julie. No, I got I a pretty flat it. foot. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. I, you, you, you're, you're probably been, feeling you're,
2: the sidewall, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Your arch that, is sort of coming down onto the sidewall there.
3: Yeah. It's Look, pretty narrow back there. A pretty strong little heel cup as well. Um, you so been mentioning, be
1: that, you've been mentioning touching that part of shoes for about three to four years, Julie, and I've never felt that in a shoe ever. <laughs> lucky you. Yeah. Lucky you and your high arches. Yeah. Look, you've got the specs, don't you, Tommy, on this shoe? And you probably enjoy yeah. this shoe. You you enjoyed the first and second version as well.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been – I've put about 400K in this version 3. I've done a fair bit of running in, yeah, version 1 and 2. Um, yeah, going on to the – I guess I'll start with tech specs. Um, it it retails 270. It's mm. 275 grams for men's US 9. Obviously, mine's a lot heavier than that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It, in, so in comparison to that, um, the Kayano 29, the, the standard Keanu is 300 grams. So it's a little bit lighter than the standard Kayano. Um, the stack is 23 at the heel and 15 at the forefoot. Um, so that's an 8 mil pitch or drop. Um, so it's pretty like, I guess, like a standard sort of stack. It's definitely not high um, compared but to that's, other shoes. That must shoes. be
3: without inner solo, because this is not a track legal shoe.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think ASICs do that, that that measurement could be. I haven't measured it myself with
1: calipers, mm. so I don't well, know. they include every component individually, don't they? Outsole, midsole, insole.
3: Yeah, add the outsole, add the inner sole, and you're probably mm. up there like 30 mil.
2: Probably. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep.
2: Um Midsole uh, midsole's flight foam. So that's kind of this their sort mm. of standard uh, EVA now. Um, and it is uh it's sort of like a um What's the word? Like an eco shoe, so they've they've got some recycled mm-hmm. materials in there. So I think it was what seventy yep. percent um, of the upper is yep. from recycled materials. Yep. Um, I think the what was it the tongue and collars um, all recycled polyester. Yep. So that's 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 the sort of the tech specs that um. Yeah, and it kind of feels as probably what the tech specs sort of uh, indicate that it's um, like an EVA foam. So kind of mm-hmm. there's nothing that blows you out, like blows you away when you put this shoe on. It just feels mm-hmm. like moderately soft, um, not bouncy. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of there's no woe factor. But I mean, I've been enjoying it just for the fact that it's just stable and simple and um, and just yeah, stable. Like I think you can get. Like, for example, the, the Nova Blast 3 I've been running in, and it's been a nice contrast to that, just being in a yep. shoe that's um, for for served the purpose
1: of just an easier run that's a little bit more sort of stable down to the ground. Um, and, and you can definitely yeah. feel that. Like um, you mentioned on your first run, it's one of the nicest uppers you've had from the ASICS line as well. The, upper,
2: think? the upper is so nice. It's, yeah. um, it's really nice upper. Like, I know it's, the Magic's in the midsole, but, but it is yeah, a very yeah. nice
1: upper. It is. You slide that shoe on, and it's instantly comfortable to walk around. Then the upper is a bit of a standout of this shoe. And look, we don't talk about uppers being the wow factor, and um, but it is. It is a stable shoe one because it's low to the ground, and two because it's got that large surface area geometry, right? Um, but yeah, the wow factor of some of the rides that's equivalent to that have been released in the past couple of years. You know, like on the on the same line of asics, the the Nova Blast, and even other shoes that have had more compliant fun foams in it as well. It, it does feel very traditional. Um, if you're a forefoot striker, it feels—I'd argue—feels a bit lifeless because he doesn't have much beneath the forefoot. Um, if you, you know, need more rear foot cushioning and support, you probably get a bit more out of the shoe in terms of comfort as well. But um, very traditional base lightweight shoe. Um, how's it selling, Julian?
3: Yeah, it's selling well. I think because not everyone can wear the Wow Factor shoes. Um, mm-hmm. Wow Factor shoes are. Nice to have, but um, if you're going to have one shoe to cover you for everything, it's probably not a wow factor shoe. Especially if you're just getting into your running, uh, you might be doing a bit of walking in the shoe. Uh, you might like it's going to cover you f- for everything. Um, the safer shoe is to have something more stable rather than more
1: poppy and wow. So no, that's no, why when when the Nova Blast One came out, mate, I was wearing that daily for a while.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, for walks, walk the dog. Oh, I don't have a dog. I no, walk not a cat. Not a dog guy. Real cat no, man, you are. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, selling well because of that. Uh, mm. One thing um, you mentioned about, or maybe it's not great for midfoot strikers, mm. ASICs actually direct or mm. try to market this and the Nimbus Light towards their midfoot striking customers, and then they sort of have the, the GT 2000s, the Kayanos, the, the cumulus for someone who lands more rear foot. Like they try to almost create shoes for yeah. how someone lands on the deck. Um, and you're arguing against that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I'm actually not quite sure why you would make the shoe so firm in the forefoot and have like less beneath it if you're going to attract a bit of a midfoot, forefoot striker. Look, it's stable in the forefoot um, because it's got a wide surface area. So, um, but you know, I'm not quite convinced that you put that on as a shoe that has more cushioning the forefoot. Like you compare it to the 29th version of the Kano, it's been even the 28th version of the Kano, the forefoot's softer and more enjoyable. So um, I don't know, like this is categorically a really stable shoe without a lot of wow factor. And um, but that's personal opinion, of course, because I've been wearing shoes that have extraordinary amounts of wow factor mm-hmm. for the last two years. So it's unfortunately a relative term. And we talk about this comfort, filter being really important in shoe selection well you know i think the the market determines what people find comfortable and this shoe hasn't been around for the past two to three years so i've not been exposed to it so i don't find it that comfortable maybe if i've been wearing this say maybe a decade ago you know go back to when you tried your previous shoes 10 years ago this might have been the most comfortable shoe i owned so i'm not sure i think Mm. it is
3: comfortable based on the feedback i've been hearing in store from the sort of wide range of customers we Mm. get um, that's where that's how I know a shoe is comfortable when we mm. get positive feedback immediately from when the shoe goes on. And I think it comes down to the upper. So the upper is the first sort of thing someone will mm-hmm. feel when they slide the shoe on. Before they even stand up, they're feeling how it fits around the foot. And yep. that is a game breaker. It's like a shoe with a good midsole with a bad upper won't get past the initial test of getting onto the foot. And so if you're making a comfortable shoe, Mm. just sliding in then that's a big win already Um, absolutely also helpful in the store is how smooth it feels so no lumpy bits like underfoot um perhaps you'll feel the sidewall if you're a bit flatter but uh, i mean that's just that's not really a a red flag or anything it's just something Mm -hmm. that's noticeable um so Mm -hmm. the transition from heel to toe or like if we are landing more midfoot, still feels smooth, even though it might feel a little bit like it needs more guts. Um, it's still pretty smooth. And so there's no real like red flags or turnoffs for a lot of our customers. So inoffensive shoes tend to go mm. well in the store.
2: Yep. It's probably important to, um, to reiterate, I'm not sure we said it, but you're you're in that like what, 5% of people that, that four-foot strike knitter. So, like, you know, 90%, 95% of people heel strike is they're going to enjoy that rear foot phone
1: um, I like to think that 10% of our listeners might four-foot strike. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few more in this category that listen to the show. Nine,
3: 90%, oh, 90% will tell you that they four-foot strike.
1: They're true, yeah. There was a study on that. Mm, there was, oh, yeah. It's,
3: it's great in the store. It's awesome when – well, it's not awesome, but it's um, – it's always entertaining when someone tells you that they're a midfoot striker and they've been working on <laughs> their running form, and then you chuck like start filming them on the treadmill, and they have like this massive heel strike. And uh, mm, yeah, if the they're very they're of, of how they strike, <laughs> yeah, it's very, very different to so what actually happens. <laughs> yeah, I tend to ignore but it I, unless they point it a, out themselves.
2: I've got a question for you guys. Um, we got the Keanu lights. We got the the Keanu. Um
1: What? What when would you get a runner in one or the other? You got the 29th version. You got the 29th in store already, Julian?
3: Yeah, yeah the 29th yeah. is in. Yep.
2: Yeah. Is it yeah. just based on comfort or would you sort of bring it out more for a, a particular person?
3: Yeah. I'm I'm um I'm bringing it out for someone maybe a little heavier, the Kano mm-hmm. 29. I think it's got more guts. It's got more integrity. It still has a Mm -hmm. plastic kind of shank, even though it's not quite big. It's still a shank in there. It still has medial support. So higher density on the medial side means that over time, the shoe might hold up a little longer. Um, Those posts don't compress. Mm. It's a bit stiffer overall so the the stiffness might help someone who's sort of mm. a bit heavier uh, as the sh- shoe gets into like 3 400 kilometers of wear yeah. i think it will resist compression and and it will stay more rigid throughout its life
1: that's a good one julian i think body mass is a is a big big variable for for separating those two shoes bigger person into the t- the 29th version of the kano it is interesting though i think the lighter weight shoe probably will be best served on the lighter person's foot but that person normally probably could go a little bit softer in the midsole. So the light probably could have gone a little bit of lower durometer in the midsole, I reckon, because I reckon that consumer would be stable, a bit softer. And um, But look, that's the hardest thing. Like you put a lightweight person into that Kano 20, um, uh, so the Kano Light 3. I know the foam's like, slightly soft, but it's a bit firmer than others going around as well. They probably could have gone a bit lower durometer, I think, so...
3: Yeah, mm. all right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Kayano Light 3. It comes in standard width only, mm. one color only, men's and women's. Um, so I always love mm. that. No choice. Brilliant. This is the yep. color we got.
1: Can't yeah, get anything good. else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what um, else have you been running in, Julian? Wow,
3: well, yeah, so I've actually kind of overhauled my shoe range lately. Um, the first shoe that I got – was the first one to come out from Socony's new range. I've been running in a mm. lot of Saucony shoes. Um, yeah. It was the Endorphin Shift version three. So yeah. this is a maximal shoe. Um, it's got a high whack, 39 to 35. Mm-hmm. So four mil offset, but sat on high stack. Um, it's rigid. There's no plate in there, but it is mm-hmm. stiff and it's got a lot of toe spring. Um It's got like a whacker EVA foam. So it's like, Mm -hmm. to me, it feels like an Asics glide ride, Uh, just less shoe, less of it. Um, Underfoot, it's not a huge wide profile like some of the Mm -hmm. other maximal shoes, like the New Balance More, Hocker Bondi, those sorts of shoes. So for me, it feels more runnable, a little bit more fun than those. Um, I've got it in a wide. So this is a shoe that I put on on really easy days or when my ankle or Achilles is starting to sort of grumble a little bit, like it, it feels like a real unloader of a shoe. Mm. Uh, it, it's, it's got a very late stage rocker. So mm-hmm. we like um, a lot of people comment that when they sort of transition into toe off it, they feel like they're falling off a cliff almost at the very end. Um, and when I'm running in order for me to sort of use the rocker to the to the fullest effect, I've got to run very forefoot, so mm-hmm. that's something that um, that's something that I noticed in this shoe. I haven't had any problems with it so far. It's got a strong, mm-hmm. deep heel clip at the back. Um, this is again a really safe shoe. Again, not very exciting. Just EVA foam. Um, it's quite. It's like it's not that light or anything. I'm not sure what it actually weighs, but compared to other shoes I've been running in, it, it feels heavier. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, safe shoe. We're doing really well in store. It Comes in two widths. But people don't want, like, they want stiffness. They want a lot of those with foot or ankle issues um, have had to wear big, clunky shoes in the past, and here's an option where they now don't have to. So it's endorphin shift three. And then the first one that I got was the endorphin, oh, the first one of the kind of second drop of their shoes was the endorphin speed version three. Yeah. So I had the two. It was versatile, but I didn't really use it that much because I have so many shoes at home that I um I had a jogging shoe and then I have a fast shoe that I didn't need a, a middle shoe. Um yeah. this this has gained a bit of stack height, so that the three, the plate's more stable. Um it's got this like wings on it, so through the lateral side and the medial side, the plate wraps up to give the foot a bit more stability. Uh what else has it got? It's got better grip underneath than the last one. Um, mm-hmm. To me, that it's a little bit too, still too flexible, and it's only thirty. I think it's thirty six, twenty eight. So it could um, compared to the, like a couple of other shoes. Although that's ridiculously high still, to yeah, me because yeah. it, it's a peba sole um, with a bit more flex. It just felt a little bit uh, kind of sloppy um, underfoot. So the Endorphin Speed isn't getting as much of a run as I thought it
1: might. Are, are you and selling that to to people for more of a daily trainer or a bit of an up tempo shoe? Like, I mean, the speed you mentioned, like you didn't wear it very much. I didn't either. I ended up finding that I would just put on the Pro or something that was a performance shoe, or I'd be jogging. I wouldn't actually use it as a as an option to run fast in. So whereas the Speed Three looks like a bit more shoe, um, a bit less yeah. performance orientated, and maybe more of a daily.
3: Yeah, and it's it's not heavy. So I think it's like we measured, we weighed it at 217 grams for a size Mm. nine. So it's a light shoe, and it's an entry level fast day shoe, or it's a someone who appreciates a poppy, very light daily trainer who doesn't need much shoe um, on their foot. So Mm. it goes across, it goes to multiple different different customers. So it yeah. comes out quite often in that regard. And they they're made a wide now. So a lot yeah. of people that want a fast shoe have, haven't been able to get width. So mm. that's probably where its strength is. Um, this could be one of my most favorite jogging shoes of all time. This is the Socony yeah. Triumph 20. Mm-hmm. This has a TPU-based midsole, mm-hmm. not P-bar like the Endorphin Pro and Speed. And initially you would think, oh, that's going to feel more dead. It's going to feel less lifeless. But Socony have – I'm guessing they aerated or did, they did something to the TPU where they've lightened it so it feels actually really light. I think it's at like 260 grams maybe, um, which is, what, this 10 grams less than the can of light. But yeah. it's uh, 39 mil, pretty sure. Uh, at the rear, yep. No, sorry, 37.27. 37, 37, 27. 37 27. but because it's a TPU, it's not Peeba, it's got more guts to it. Um, mm. And like it's, it's flexible, but it's still, it's got more rigidity than the previous version. It's got a really strong, like narrow heel cup. So you can, I'm not sure whether you can see, but that's yeah, yeah. quite narrow yeah. back there. It really grips the foot. This is probably the most fun, easy day, safe shoe that I've had in
1: ages. And I just like, I get excited when I run in this. Um, I've, had, I've had no complaints. People, I know about five or six people from our group have put this shoe on. No complaints on it yet. People love it. It's a responsive, relatively stable, fun, daily trainer, slow or moderate paced running. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah.
3: I, I, I just, I can't believe how, this is a bit wanky, but how natural mm. I feel running in it. How, like, when, <laughs> when my foot hits the deck in this, it it, it lands exactly where I... Well, it feels like mm-hmm. it lands where it's supposed to, and it transitions so smoothly, and it it pops me up, and I, mm. I like. I'm not sure whether I'll be able to match that for an easy day shoe in a long time. Like, there's nothing I've yes.
1: seen. That- it's one of, one of the um, the better upgrades of a daily trainer for this calendar year, I reckon.
3: Yep, yep. Um, and I mean it's not crazy expensive. It's two fifty. I think you'll get a lot mm-hmm. of life from that TPU. TPU uh, goes third- longer. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Third yeah. shoe, endorphin in, pro three. Mm-hmm. This is the ratio that I use at the moment. It, well, this for the 10 relays on the weekend, and I've done all my workouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, higher wax, so 39 up front, um, 31 at the back, so eight mil offset. It's pretty rocket, a lot of toe spring, um, carbon plate, so rigid. This. I run with a higher cadence, I reckon. When I wear this shoe, I don't sink into it. Um, It feels like I've got a much more – like I feel like I've got a forward lean when I run in it. You know, like hard to describe, but I always feel like I've got forward propulsion and everything is working really smoothly. Kind of like how the Triumph makes me feel on easy days, but I can turn the legs over much quicker with this without feeling like – like the Metaspeed Sky was harsh for me underfoot didn't get much softness. This has got a bit more softness. The elf fly, uh almost too soft. I sink into it probably a little much. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel like it's responsive enough to um to race in, and I don't feel like I get a good turnover in that shoe. Whereas this this is sort of nailed it for me. New outer sole so we, we can wear it yeah. on those wet tracks and, and wet yep. roads. Um I'm gonna like, I'm going to be honest, like, I can't see myself
1: wearing another race shoe outside of this for pretty much any distance at the moment. Interesting. So, look, that's I know there was a guy on Twitter, not, not, uh, not Dustin Juber, but he did the economy testing um, with all of the shoes and sort of found this was a true upgrade from the Pro 2 and uh, or the Pro 1 and 2, which were similar. Finding the economy sat closer to the Vaporfly, or between the Vaporfly and the AlphaFly for the humans individually. So it's, mm. I guess, the reports are it feels more super shoey than the previous one. So um, I'm assuming it's still a blended PIBA um, with the TPU, or is it pure PIBA midsole? No, they
3: say t- they say Pee-ba based or PIBA.
1: Yeah, well, they don't tell you that exactly. Um, it's the PB Plus. It's it a yeah, power. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. this
3: this is Power on PB. Yep. Uh, this is Power Run Plus, and then the Endorphin Shift is Power Run. So it. it's like three different levels. And what I noticed with this range is Saucony is starting to make shoes for runners. Like in my mind, uh, like when I, it's like they've consulted runners and gone, "What do you want from your easy day shoe? Mm-hmm. What do you want from your recovery day shoe? How do you want your fast day shoe to feel?" Yep. Um, and then they've made shoes with those directives and they,
1: they've done that progressively they had the line there three or four years ago but now they've just refined each one of those shoes mm. and got rather than getting rid of them they're just refining what the purpose of those shoes are now and look that's becoming very apparent and they've done a really good job of it
3: yeah there's they had some like honestly that that old um ever run stuff was, was mm. wasn't very good uh the, the tpu was too heavy yeah they, they, they always struggled with upper issues like not fitting mm. properly um but I think they've na- with the exception maybe of the speed, which I think, uh, with how good the Triumph is and how good the Pro is, the speed mm-hmm. might get a bit lost in the middle now. Got it.
2: Yeah. So the speed still has the same foam as the Pro.
3: Yeah, just less of it. Um, yeah. Less, like and less, less stack overall. And is it's the plate in, well?
2: the, in the Pro as stiff as the Pro One and Two?
3: Yeah, it does feel like that. Um, it's quite rigid. I can't really. It was a lot a softer
1: underfoot, though, with that uh, increased amount yeah. of stack I mean, they've increased Way the softer. Stack. Yeah, yeah, yep.
3: It's not the same. Like, it's, it's not even close to the older one. Mm-hmm. Um, the older one s- suffered from lack of cushion, mm-hmm. and, and this one doesn't. This one has that, that, that pop under the foot. I reckon it
2: needed, it probably needed that for how stiff the plate was in the last yeah. two versions. It was maybe a little bit too stiff for how firm it was,
1: a bit harsh. All right, Tom, uh, tell us how you've been going, mate, running-wise and stuff. You might want so, to skip over me, mate. No, no. It's going to be we, very quick. No, no, we, we want to hear what you're doing. I've seen some trail running uh, on your uh, Strava. <laughs> yeah, I did one trail run. I did one trail run a year and I did it Yeah, two weeks ago and I haven't
2: run since. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This month's episode of the Inside Running Podcast Shoe Geeks is proudly sponsored by ASICS. The Jalkeano Light 3 shoe features flight foam cushioning with added emphasis on the forefoot to provide comfort and create faster transitions in your stride for a lightweight, stable feel. It also features a new unique midsole construction that provides lightweight cushioning and reliable stability. The Jalkeano Light 3 Recycled Mesh Upper is kinder to the planet with at least 70% of the shoes upper made with recycled polyester materials by weight. Visit asics.com.au to grab your pair today.
1: Um, it's been a while though. Tell us what you've, been, what, you've, what you've got potentially to be running in, what the plans are. I know you're not running a lot at the moment. You've just been getting life sorted.
2: Yeah, it's been, life's been busy with, um, you know, I moved house four months ago and then mm. clinic, new clinic and then moved this clinic. So anyway, but, um, and I've also been sick. So I've basically just been a bit run down um, mm. perpetually the past uh, couple of months, which has been fun. Mm. <laughs> um, I would have been running in, I, I I don't know if I mentioned it last time, probably did. Um, I'm, I'm running in a, you'd probably be disgusted in this. Mike, because you you don't like low stack forefoot, but the um, Mizuno Wave Rider Neo, Um, I've been enjoying it. It's just a standard. It's soft. Uh, So interestingly, this is like one of those situations where I had the Wave Rider and I've got the Neo. Mm -hmm. They're slightly different. Um, They're very similar, like same midsole, I believe, but the outsole and the upper is different. And so the, the the experience on the ground with the um, with the Neo is quite different, and it, I think that's just down to the outsole change. So the, the is it outsole, softer
1: outsole, or it's a it's
2: one of those um, uh, um what's it called injection molded? It's like those little those little oh, yeah. pellet things that are kind of like glued mm-hmm. onto the so they they move these little lugs like move independently, mm-hmm. um, and it just yeah it it makes it feel softer so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I've just been doing easy runs in that and the, the Kayano Lite, um, Nova Blast 3. Um, so I've done a fair bit in that now, maybe, maybe 150K. Wouldn't be any more than that. So some, some of the, my, my longer runs. So I like, I like a little bit more cushion for the long stuff. So I'm happy to wear like the Kayano Light or the, the Mizuno Rider for some shorter, easier stuff. But when it comes to the like a bit of a longer run, um, I do like a little bit more foam under there, so um, Nova Blast Three has been that shoe for me. It's been a lot of fun. So
0: yeah. that
2: one's got the um, uh, what is it, Flight Foam Blast Plus, which yeah. which feels like a nitrogen infused foam. It I, don't, does, I, don't it? Say. I don't think I don't even specified if that's actually what's in it, but um, the, there's something about um, uh, aerating foam with nitrogen that that makes it more fun and, and bouncy and, and light. It's a great um, so, feeling,
1: great feeling update that Nova Blast. I can't really fault it as as Yeah, a, I mean I would love version two.
2: And version two was okay, didn't didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one's better than the, the last two, better than version one. It's really, yep. really good. Yep. Um and yeah, that trail run, I did run in a in an ASIC's Fuji Lite um Fuji Lite three is it three? Oh, what
1: was it? It was um, I think it was a Fuji Lite three. It didn't it didn't look like it didn't look high stacked by any means. So, no, you're not running no. then. So, it's that. just,
2: yeah, flight foam. So, it's just a, yeah. an EVA. Um, it would not be any higher stacked than Kano Light. It could be even lower. Yep. Um, but it was a wet morning. I probably would have worn a road shoe on that trail because it was just a, a, a flattish fire trail. But um, it was very wet, um, very muddy. So a little bit more lug was helpful um, on that outsole. So, yeah, it was the first time I ran in that shoe on the trail despite mm. the fact I've had it for months um, and enjoyed it. It was good. It was just a – if you want a lower-to-the-ground, flexible sort of – I know there's some runners that like um, a bit more ground feel on trails. That would be a good option. You're not going to get a lot of cushion out of it. But you're not going to feel like it's – you're bounding along and bouncing in that shoe. But if you want to sort of um, – stable low to the ground, still with a little bit of softness. The flight foam gerometer in that, in that trail shoe is still um, softer than other Asics trail shoes I've worn years gone by. Um, so they're all sort of still heading and drifting in that direction of slightly softer gerometer foams, I think in recent years. Um, but that was, yeah, that was, um, and that was, yeah, I've done a couple of runs since then. Not much. I actually, the last, and I'll probably talk about it more next um, Next month, but this, this one I've done just two runs in this, in this guy, so nice. Yeah, yeah. so uh, one you haven't mentioned, Julian, is the, the Tempest from yeah. Sophony. Took that um, from their
3: wear test kit, mate. Just
2: stolen, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seb Seb um, from Saucony came just the other day and dropped a couple off. So, this mm-hmm. and the Speed 3, I'm gonna try. Nice, um, but like, yeah, this is a very interesting shoe. So, the mm-hmm. Tempest it's a new model, right? Uh, there's been no Tempest before. Um, it's a, it's like a, it's a, it's a, basically it's kind of their version of a, a new age performance stability shoe. So they've got, so it's power run PB. So they've got like that, their, their performance mm. foam in it, but then they've kind of put through the, um, through the, the mid foot into the forefoot, a, um, just the power run, just the standard EVA. I don't know if you can really see, but it's kind mm. of, um, kind of... Different shade yeah. and color. So yep. You can see the, can see the, the, the pebble. The pebble is the power yeah. of uh, PV. Um, so this, the firmer density EVA wraps around it in a way that cradles the foot and sta- uh, stabilizes it in the frontal plane. So this, when you go high stack in a really soft foam, you will inevitably get more of this mm. side-to-side movement as we run. So to, to counter that, they just, yeah, kind of medial lateral cradling with that. With that um, uh, higher, uh, sorry, yeah, um, higher density, so firmer foam. Firm. That should be um, good for you for I a while, Tom.
1: Get you uh, oh, up and running. That? that should be good for you for a while. Look it's after. It's good you. for me.
2: It's good for fat, yeah. Tom. Yeah, it'll keep me up. <laughs> It'll get me back into some running. Uh, yeah, it feels good. Like, I reckon they've done a really good job in this shoe. Like, yeah. just first two runs, I'm impressed because it, it's it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable from the fact that you feel that pop from that, that power on PB, but it's. Um, yep it's stabilized well without making it feel dull by putting that just, they put just enough of that, um, that, that, that EVA to, to stabilize it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I always call that like, yeah, like a new age stability because it's, it's not just a medial post. It's, it goes lateral and into the forefoot. So I guess yeah. it's a little bit, you could say it's maybe a little bit like what Brooks are doing with, um, with their guide rail system. So they've yeah. kind of got this, this medial lateral um, guidance system. Yeah, So it's
1: subtle, but um, still keeps it feeling fun.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm looking good. forward to
1: getting some more K's in it. Oh, brilliant. That's good. It's exciting. So you should be ready for She's our good. 3K couple of weeks time.
2: Oh mate, I don't. I'm not. I'm, I, I, State 3K is like the best race on the calendar. I would love to do it, but we'll see. I don't think I'm going to be in any sort of shape to be to be doing it.
1: Oh, you get fit quick, mate. It Doesn't disappear overnight. <laughs> so I've been uh, over what the about past- you, mate. Uh the past month or two I've been trying to get out of the supercomp trainer um because it's just been ruining every other shoe for me and I'm slowly working my way out. I started with um the glide ride three, which like you said, Julian, was um i guess similar to the shift, but this is probably a softer update to the second version just with this um the the fourfold blast superficially at the top um The upper is more of a like a knitted upper it's 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 a really comfortable shoe to put on um the rocker I probably didn't notice it as much. As I did in the second version, because it is a bit softer um but it's a it's been a beautiful ride. I'm actually running with this with no heel pitch in it uh Tom, so I'm running this with um just as outrageous. it is and yeah, yeah, just the rock has been you know feeling like a good surrogate for a heel pitch um so and then probably over the past oh, three to four weeks, and we'll start this conversation now, I've been wearing a little bit of ultra <laughs> and this is the vanished. Here and I guess the ethos for, um, for uh, Ultra, you know more about them. They were probably, they originated in Boulder. Is that right, Julian? And um, they, they, their ethos was to try and create like a shoe with more of an anatomical fit. So it looks a bit foreign compared to most shoes because you're allowing a bit of toe splay um, to move a bit more naturally. But their other part of their ethos is picking a shoe that still has cushion. So a midsole, but no heel pitch on it. So a zero drop shoe. This is their Escalante, and I've been wearing this to work. And the whole concept is if, if I'm exposing my seal. <laughs> so I'm wearing this to work because um, one, it looks all right. And two, I can sort of handle walking in them, but I can't quite run in a shoe like the Escalante, right? I do not have the lower leg capacity to handle it. But I was thinking if I can walk eight to 10,000 steps a day in this, maybe that'll be a nice uh, transition phase to be able to get myself out of such high pitched, high stack shoes. But this is the Vanish Tempo. I know you guys might stock the Vanish Carbon with the plate in it. But this has no, no plate.
3: Just the Tempo.
1: Yep. The Tempo is really fun. Um, I'd mm-hmm. argue it's probably more enjoyable than the, um, the, the Carbon shoe. Yep. It's stiff still. Um, it's a nitrogen infused based midsole. I don't know the exact specs of the, I think it's 33 mils off the ground, this one, maybe 34, but it's um, a bit over three centimeters anyway. Uh, I still have a small six mil heel pitch in there. So compared to everything else I'm wearing, just got a typical um, formphodic heel pitch there. That's six mils. So it runs off six mil heel pitch. It doesn't feel aggressive in terms of drop because it has a pretty good rocker on it. Um, whereas if I wore a traditional shoe, like the ultra Torren, so I'm just going through the whole range of ultra same thing. Um, it has the anatomical fit, maybe a more of a, a standard shape whereas the escalante is quite an original um shape they've got a a bit of a guide for what they use so like a slim shape uh, standard shape and original shape um but still even the slim shapes meant to be relatively anatomical to allow your toes to splay a bit so clinically it's been great for people with bunions or pain actually on the first mpj um, and Look, I have put people into this with a bit of anterior knee pain as well, um, trying to bring, you know, the ground further away from the heel to try and get them to load the midfoot, foot forefoot more um, if they are recreationally running and jogging, et cetera, or using it for strides and drills. But um, mainly the anatomical fit is the big difference between this brand and other brands. I know some other brands have similar shapes. I know On are probably a little bit more anatomical, Um Topo athletic, but these guys make their name for their fit, really. And uh, their range is quite large. Now I know you guys stock the Olympus, is that right? Um, Julian, I don't have that shoe, mm. but that's um that's sort of a you know, an industrial high stack, low low zero drop shoe, but yeah. it's quite stiff in the midfoot and forefoot. So great for midfoot arthritis and big toe arthritis still.
3: Yeah, it's a tank, that shoe. It's absolutely, um, it's super rigid, it's mm. got a lot of upper, it's broad, it's, it's um it's got a Vibram outer sole. So you can take that anywhere. It won't break down. And um, this is the, like there's two, like you said, two things, zero drop, Mm -hmm. big wide toe box. Um, Mm -hmm. The zero drop stuff, people overplay how dangerous that is, I think, um, Mm -hmm. because it's always associated with like Vibram five Mm -hmm. fingers and uh, the old school, like New Balance Minimus stuff. Um, Whereas I think, if you give the shoe stability, rigidity, um, actual sort of cushioning, mm-hmm. we, we take a lot of the risk away that was usually associated with those zero drop barefoot style shoes. Um, yep. So Altra does well there. Uh, I yeah. think part of like they're in a bit of a conundrum because they they want the zero drop lovers, the minimalists, to love their shoes because they've yep. sort of got that that area of the market. But they also don't want to play it up too much where they, where they kind of make it their only thing and they scare a lot of the, the, the mainstream customers away. Um, yep. so, so we're like in store. We try to judge the shoe on its merits, not on its numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a shoe like the Olympus, like that thing is a beast. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like we, <laughs> anyone who's worried about going zero drop for their Achilles in that shoe doesn't need to worry at all
1: absolutely yeah um, yeah when you put that shoe on the olympus especially i've tried the version that's coming out next just because the rock is quite aggressive on it and it is quite stiff like that is a nice it always is a surrogate for a heel pitch i don't mm. it feels like it's got a pitch in it when you stand in it and when you function in it like yes it's a bit different when you put a softer foam on like the Torin. i i can't i feel like the heels a long way from the ground when i'm running in this and so i put a four to six mil heel pitch in it and I, i'm not against that either people who have four foot problems with width for example you can get them into Ultra and, and happily place an extrinsic heel pitch in there and have a pretty good environment at a halfway point to accommodate someone with issues with the forefoot. So there is merit to using these shoes. They're probably not as well understood or well-known. For you, Julian, you are in specialty retail, so you get it and um, you can educate your your customers. But most, even even in podiatry, I don't think Ultra is well-recognized or understood, but probably should be because there's a really – really good shoe to accommodate four foot issues for sure
3: yeah and so that's the tricky bit if some like someone learn a podiatrist might learn the brand and go oh great someone who with bunions mm-hmm. will wear this shoe <laughs> but they could also wear a lot of other wide shoes that might be a little safer um and so someone comes in referred for ultra with first met issues or a bunion with first met issues or anything like that mm-hmm. that and they get into an escalante Mm, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, the strife.
3: There's 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 yeah, we gotta like just as I said before, judge each shoe on its merits, mm, even within a yeah. brand.
1: Yeah. But look, you know, it doesn't mean they can't go on the list. If someone has that bunion issue and I send someone off to you, Julian, and say, you know, put them in the, the option of say a, a paradigm um versus a you know a D width new balance 860, for example, mm. and and you you can solve the puzzle between what's comfortable for that person there's still a chance that the paradigm just might be the sweet spot for that person. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah for
1: sure. I, we, yeah. yeah. Go on.
2: I, I don't know necessarily, like, there's going to be a lot of people um, that don't have bunions that would probably benefit from this just from their anatomy. So there's some people yeah. that have, like, that really big, big toe, right? And they've got the, the, yeah, yeah. the wide forefoot, but they got the big, big toe that's, like, yeah, massive. way longer than the second out. or third. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I, I find that almost is more suitable than the one with the very progressed bunion because the very progressed bunion, that big toe is so far across to the second, they're going to have a massive gap in the ultra where that that room where that big, big toe would sit nicely, that that bunion person's going to have a big gap there, but they they need the width. So they could, like Julian was just saying, they could go in any other brand that that comes in a 2-4-E and get the accommodation at the first MPJ, but don't necessarily need that squared off shape towards the big toe. Um so there's there's nuance there with with how you know anyone that stands on their insole um, of the shoe they can see like how much they may benefit from having the extra room there if their big toe is like way overhanging um the insole um you could think about ultra accommodating that better and it 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 feel, a lot of people that then start wearing that shoe they um they struggle to go back because they realize that they've just been shoving their foot into shoes that's pushing that big toe across to second.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's educational, but there are other shoe brands that still don't have this pure anatomical shape that still can accommodate the forefoot. There are definitely people on social media and Instagram that make their livings out of trying to, you know, the typical, put your foot uh, on a a shoe platform and show this is the way the foot is meant to be shaped. Thus, this is what we meant to do at all costs. And there is merit in that in an educational purpose. And there is merit for a lot of the population but it is quite cringeworthy when we start rolling out every other shoe because the toe box isn't ideal for that person. So it's definitely not ideal for some people, but it's not going to break the bank for other people as well.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I guess on that, when I see that, I cringe because um, I, I just mentioned the whole put your foot on the on the insole. But <laughs> if you did that, if you did that with like ninety percent of people, it would overhang. It, you know forefoot and toes uh not so much the length but in terms of width um so to some extent you're never really going to find many shoes that fully encapsulate the foot when you stand on the insole so that's not a, that's not a deal breaker because like i'd say 90 percent of my shoes my forefoot will overhang the mid uh, sorry the sock liner when i stand on the sock liner
1: Absolutely. But look, I had this really interesting case here. This is probably bore in a bit, but I had an 82 year old patient who had a bunion surgery go wrong and her toes went into an adductus. So it means the big toe rather than forming the bunion went the other way. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she's 84 and um, she, she's not a fool's it's cause she's quite healthy and stuff, but we put her into an ultra escalante and it just, it was the shape of her foot. And cause it was low profile to the ground, she was stable and it was just the money ball for her. It was just mm-hmm. the sweet spot uh, alignment of say, this shape forefoot, which is, like you said, a slight adductus angle, this direction. And there is a time and place for these shoes prescription-wise as well. And look, I'm wearing them to, to work because, look, I've got a slight bunion. And look, if I'm going to run in shoes that are not, got to have this anatomical fit, it's only one hour of my day or maybe 90 minutes of my day wearing that particular shoe. If I'm wearing this for the other 12 hours on my feet, I can't see anything wrong with that as well. So uh, I just need a bit of a heel pitch in it when I start running in them just because I don't have the calf capacity to be able to handle a shoe that's low pitch. And look, me running in a heel pitch that's 6 to 12 mils is still getting me running, so there's better lifelong benefits than me running in a shoe with no heel pitch, tearing my calf and, and saying that, you know, that's, that's the natural way to run. Well, a calf tear is not natural either, is it? So,
2: <laughs> hey, does the, does the um, Olympus feel higher drop than the, um, the speed Sky? Yes, absolutely. So that's where tech specs don't um, align. Mm. Yeah. Yep. 4 yep. mil does so, zero, but it feels the opposite.
1: I'm not convinced it's 4 mil, but look, it's, yeah, I mean if you measure that from the midfoot of the, the sky to the rear foot, it looks a hell of a lot higher from the midfoot to the rear foot, but yeah, I'm not sure. Mm. Mm. Yeah. All right. But that's it. But besides that, uh, Tom, when we race our three K, uh, I don't know if you guys seen the spike. Uh, this is the Adidas version, the um the the Zero um the Avanti TYO. Uh Gary wouldn't be very happy with me getting the tin man color, but it's all I uh, good. I end up getting it wrong up there athletics. Um, Thanks, Hunter, for setting that up for me. So this shoe was famous for. uh, I know Julian called it out, but it was on the lady who, um, what was her name? Toby Amrasan, who broke the hundred meter hurdles record, and she was wearing this instead of the sprint spike because she, quote unquote, had patella fasciitis i think it was yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and she wore this and not this the, the, i think that one semi-final everyone broke national records they're questioning whether it was an actual result but i um i've only worn it on grass so far it is quite they use the rods in the shoe um it's got a bit more stack it's meant to be 20 mils um, i've whacked in like another nine so it's super illegal but um yeah, it's uh, it feels quite good initially. Uh, it feels like a racing flat, actually. And the toe spring's got a bit on it, but it's definitely not as toe springy as what the uh, the Dragonfly is. I'm not sure if anyone else has worn them, but I'm going to try them out this summer for 3K, I reckon, or 5K maximum.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: I haven't put them on before. No, they're a bit narrow, but um, they've got, like, a lot of volume, but they're just a bit narrow on the toe box. Compare them to but, the Dragon? Uh, look, I don't bottom these ones out. The Dragon, I bottom the forefoot out a bit, so... Yeah, i still like the air victory uh out of all the super spikes the best basically so
3: hmm. yep
1: yep so all right uh i can that's the episode done what do you guys got planned for the month oh training training i'd tom, like to start running again just start running then good plan tom <laughs> start making i was gonna excuses. do melbourne marathon remember you were. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, you did like one spontaneous week of like 130 Ks and then went back <laughs> yeah. to zero. Yeah, How sad. All right, boys. You guys have a good right. week. See ya. See you yeah.
0: guys. Special thanks to ASICS for sponsoring this week's episode of the Inside Running Podcast, Shoe Geeks. Lightweight and stable, the new Gel Kayano Lite 3, is made with 70% recycled polyester materials by weight to help you put your mind and your runs at ease. Visit asics.com.au to get your pair today.